Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. Whether you're listening on Fox Sports Radio 96.9 FM, 1340 AM, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you're catching this episode, we're bringing you, as always, the latest in sports news, entertainment, or music. I hope you're ready because a new episode of Beyond the Headlines is loading in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, yeah. It's time to go beyond the headlines Cause I don't put in overtime just so I can headline Okay, now it's Fox Sports, I'm live with Renee Going hard every day, sports rapping every play Different segments for your favorites Coming at you daily with positive vibes Yeah, we some game changers Basketball, football, soccer With different interviews, you never know who may pop up Listen, only on Beyond the Headlines This is Beyond the Headlines Only on Beyond the Headlines This is Beyond the Headlines only on Beyond the Headlines. This is Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. I am excited to have a dear friend on the show this episode, Rachel Breton, who I've had the chance to play soccer with growing up. She's a former professional herself. She works in many roles as a videographer, photographer, sports psych mentor. You are doing big things, Rachel. Welcome. I'm happy to have you here. Thank you. What an intro. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I don't even know where to begin. I mean, life after sports. (laughs) Let's start with that. Um, What has that been for you? I know we were talking before about not being as active around COVID and actually having more time to like, I don't know, for me, when I say not active, I actually have more time to sit on my couch. I feel like there was a time where I was just never home. I was like, I'm paying for a place that I just sleep, shower and change. Whereas now I'm like, oh, I actually get to sit on every couch in my house. Um, (laughs) What is life after being a, a professional soccer player? What has that been for you? Uh, you know, it's been, it's been tough. I, um, it's, it's obviously, you know, it's been something that I've loved forever. Uh, and I shouldn't say loved cause it's still a love. So I love forever. Um, so it's, it's definitely a transition from your routine of, you know, making sure that you're eating right, sleeping right, going out to play, playing with teammates, having the camaraderie of a group, um, scheduling your circadian rhythm to game days and seasons to then all right well we're gonna go to the office or we're just gonna do what you do and you don't have to train for anything you know for me I'm still working out um and a lot of my friends make fun of me because uh I'll say uh well listen I I have to you know I I have to run and um (laughs) one of my current friends that's still playing in Chicago is like, yeah, but what are you, what are you running? What do you mean you have to run? Like, what, what are you, are you following packet? And I'm like, yeah, I, I am actually You're like, do why? You really? <laughs> like, why? And, and like, but it's like, how do you change that routine? You know, yeah. we've been doing it. I'm 30 now since four. That's yeah. you know, do the, do the math, everybody 26. That's a lot. You know, that's a lot. How do you just transition from that? So I've been uh, getting better at it. You know, um, I still have my Mamba mentality. But it's, it's been a change. It's definitely been a change and a lot of just like, hey, I choose to do this. It's okay if I don't reach this um, kind of ordeal, which, you know, as anything, people don't like change. I don't either. And uh, we just have to adapt. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, the change part is definitely odd because I agree. Like I'm 
I, I think about my life and most of it has revolved around playing or had revolved around playing. And then, I mean, I'm a lot farther removed than you are and retired more than you are, but it, it is just that weirdness of knowing like that, that felt like the time that you're an athlete feels so long. Right. And then when I look back, it looks, it feels like it was a whole different life. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not, like so- I don't even, it's, it's crazy because now I'm old and I, I, I still am involved in youth soccer. And I always tell uh, the players, I'm always like, gosh, take advantage of this time, you know, because now my, my knees sound like I'm, when I walk up and down the steps, it sounds like I'm crunching on potato chips or like the simplest <laughs> things are so much more challenging than they used to be. Whereas I used to just get up and go. And I'd yes. run miles and I do sprints and I do all, you know, sh- shooting. I'm like, I don't even know if I can strike a ball like 20 <laughs> yards in the air consistently. Like it just, it's such a difference. So I do understand what you're saying with really that change. Yep, yeah, it really is. Like when I went, cause you know, now I'm, I'm coaching at, at nights after work and you know, I, I, this happened not even too long. I think it was like two weeks ago. I was just trying to show how to really strike a ball. And as, as soon as I like I hit it, I was walking. I was like, "Oh man, that felt bad." Like, <laughs> like my <laughs> hip, like was just not ready for it somehow. But you know, I used to, as you, like whatever. Now I wake up. I'm like, crack to the left, crack to the right, oh, yeah. oh, click, yeah. click, 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 my ankles, everything, and I'm like, oh, okay, get the stretch. And um, I need to warm up and cool down now, which I, I you know, they, they were, you know, we did that, but how, we all hate warm up. Like, I just want to like, oh, let's, yeah. go, let's go straight into rondos, you know, whatever. But um, now like when I run or when I work out, I'm like, I need to, yup, I'm going to open the gate, close the gate. I'm going to get a little stretch. Like it's right. crazy, crazy. I hate it, but it is what it is. <laughs> it definitely, it definitely is in itself a mental challenge and hurdle because it's, it's, I actually had that same exact situation where, and this was a few years ago, that was the time I realized like, okay, I, my time is up. Because uh, <laughs> even when I was coaching at Lehigh, I was still actively playing and lifting and training. Like I was still kind of keep it up with like a college type of schedule. And then um, I was demonstrating a shooting drill like two years ago and I was all into it. And I was showing, you know, how you attack the ball and all that stuff. And I swear, if, if, if it was like something on TV, it would have been a sound effect of like a shatter. Like I, it, I felt my entire body literally shatter. Right. Like, I don't even know what happened. I was like, well, that's it. I was like hurt. I was done. I don't even know. I still to this day don't know what happened. It was just my whole body was like, no, 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 not anymore. Um, so it is that, that really hard physical, but also mental hurdle of realizing like you can't do what you used to do. Absolutely. And that in itself is very tough. But for you, you had the opportunity to play for a number of years with some of the best players at a high level from your college career at Rutgers to playing with Sky Blue, um, even in youth soccer, playing at a, at a high level with the Wildcats and everything. Um, yeah. Sky Blue now notoriously with the name change of New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC, which is exciting. But before we get into the soccer side of things, I'm, I'm curious to know for you, what was that moment when you realized it was time to make, it, make the change? You know, I think it is hard for everybody, regardless if you're a player retiring or even just in general in life, trying to figure out when to take that next step. It's hard to close a chapter, especially getting into the unknown. You know, yeah. what was kind of the deciding factor for you to make you realize I, I still love soccer, but my love for the game has to change and my role within it has to change to now be involved in a different way. Yeah, um, it's, it's never, it's never a 
a decision that anyone wants to make. Uh, one thing that I, you know, as you know, I've always been an academic. So um, when even while playing, I was it's like I had one foot in and one foot out because mm -hmm. it's it, it's a train. You're on the train. You could be on the express train, like, you know, going to hitting every stop to New York. Uh, or you could be, or sorry, not hitting every stop to New York, or you could be on the local, in, you know, Secaucus, Princeton. So it's going to end, though. That's the whole point. It, it will mm. end. Your, your destination will happen. Um, and w with some players, it's when they're at their top and they're like, you know what, I'll, I'd like to stay on top. Um, or it's when they're at their lowest of lows or um, injury or their body can't go or their mind can't go um, or, or their, their love for it fades. I was getting to a point where I already started it with one foot in, one foot out, because at the time, you know, we started with 6,000 to play. You know, now I believe it's 20. Uh, still, all of it is low. So, you know, when it was 6,000 for us, it was 55,000 for men's. Um, and I didn't really care about the money. I, I really, I still don't, but there has to be a, a balance. Either you're getting a lot of exposure, um, it's fulfilling, um, and, you know, you're not getting paid a lot, or you're getting paid a lot, like NFL practice player, just chilling. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, who, no one even knows that you're doing it. You know, there has to be a, some kind of a balance. And I think with the NWSL to start at those times, even though like 2013, in my opinion, I feel like was when it was stacked and um, harder to do. Yeah. Um, because you had international, national players, like every team was just, you know, loaded. Um, and it was new and you know, we didn't know. Um, I think that going through it you're starting to see a lot of uh change but it, there's like you know there's drama that goes with it too you know and if you can't find that balance and you're trying to figure it out either on on the field off the field um you realize that it it, it is just a game and once you start yeah. to realize that then you start to just question is this all that is this all that there is to me and, and it's not, you know, I think at some point I, I said to myself, you can keep doing this, but is it fulfilling? And there's nothing like hitting a one-time ball. There's nothing like going to the locker room and having camaraderie and joking with your friends and talking about practice and having inside jokes. There's nothing, nothing like that. There's nothing like playing 4v4 and competition and just, you know, delving into just like going into that as we say in psychology the flow where you're just like so blacked out you're just in this element of just mm -hmm. pure joy but it fades and it's just for a moment so you know it came to a point where I said you know what am I going to do with the three-fourths of my life you know I was 27 when I retired I think um and it it just you know made me question about what did I what else did I have to offer and I have so much more um off the field and uh, there's obviously some things off the field that were going on that is not really important to discuss, but it, it was just a, a multiple of that. But when you get to the point where you're not as excited to go to practice, yeah. that's when I think you have to start to say, well, then what am I doing this for? And if it's not for the money and it's not for the fame, so what are you doing? And like what, and my mom said something to me, she said, you know, 
uh, I said, because, you, you know, I'm a Christian, and I said, you know, God gave me this gift. I want to, I, I have to do this for him. And she said, but are you doing it for him? And I said, uh, I guess I, I don't know. I guess I'm not, you know. And uh, she said, what's the difference between, you know, playing pickup with your friends than doing this? And I was like, I, I don't know. Because, it, yeah. it, you know, it's just, I love the sport. It doesn't have to be at a platform that it was. You know, so demanding when you're traveling to Seattle, traveling to Portland, you know, constantly just trying to make sure that your performance is up to key. It, it, it's tiring. It does get to a point where you're saying, do I want to keep doing this? And there is a lot of times that I miss playing, but I don't miss the other things that come with it, which is like, am I good enough? You know, well, I should be playing over so-and-so, so-and-so did this. And that kind of ruins the game for you. Oh yeah. I felt all of that because I, <laughs> I definitely went through that myself and it got to a point and look, I commend you because you kept playing much longer than I did. Um, but it got, it definitely gets to the point where you start to realize who am I really doing this for? You know, I, I remember um, for me, it got, I felt as though I was just trying to keep playing to prove at people wrong and I'm like eh, right. but at the end of the day that's not helping me you know that's yeah. and my motivation between the politics or and even as you say like players that maybe were given opportunities that you thought you deserved you know I started my motivation was just to prove others wrong instead of because of my love for the game you know right. and it did get to the point where you you find yourself more times than not unhappy not yep. wanting to go train not wanting to deal with this not looking forward to it whereas you know it should feel regardless how old you are, just like you, when you first started playing as a little kid, just enjoying playing for the love of the game. And right. I know like my love of the game definitely changed as I started seeing more and more things. And, you know, I, I just felt as though from the holistic point of view as an adult, it wasn't hitting, checking those boxes I was looking for. Of course, the financial side takes a hit. But like you mentioned, if the financial side's not going to be there, then something else has to be there too. You know, yeah. so when you add in the, the uncertainty of, of the league itself, of not really knowing your future, of not knowing, there's just so much that goes into it, so many stressors, it does become mentally draining to the point that you no longer want to play. Now, I have to wonder how much that's different if you are a practice player in the NFL or the NBA. Like I always think, I always jokingly say, there are so many players that get paid millions of dollars to sit courtside. Yeah have front row seats to the best NBA games, get to play with the best players and get paid millions of dollars. Do it. Where do I sign up for that? Because apparently yeah. I missed that, but, no, but it no. really is. It really is different though. Either way though. It, it, it depends on, it depends on why, again, right to your point, it depends on why you're doing it. Like exactly say that like, Hey, if that's for you that you made it and you're playing with the greatest and you're just like, you know, avid lover of the game and you're just moving that way, totally different. Um, but if you're just, you know, if you're content with courtside and that stuff, then great. But what happens is that, and this is a societal thing. We just want more. We always exactly. want more. Like I, I just wanted when I, when I started, you know, they said, come to preseason. And I was that for me, I'm like, oh, that's great. I made it. Then it was like, okay, well, can I maintain my status here? Then it was like, all right, well, then can I get into a game? Then it was, can I start? Then it was, can I do, like, so you just always want more. And that's what's so sad, not sad, but uh, I just don't feel like, I, th I still feel that Messi is still trying to play his perfect game. You will never have a perfect game. And, and that in sport is what's so, 
you know, addicting about it. But then for me, I just came to the conclusion that it won't fulfill me as, as right. much as it has, it, it, it does it, you know, um, it doesn't fulfill me more than having my family. It doesn't fulfill me more than being like having gratitude of just the fact that I can run, you know, that I can ha I have hands, I have eyes, I can see, I'm not deaf. Like these things are like, I think what happens, and I actually mentioned this to my friend earlier today, it's just kind of reframing what happiness means to you because I think what happens is we focus so much on the things that we don't have and forget and kind of become ingrates of the things that we do have just the opportunity for me to have done it should be enough you know but somehow I find myself battling in oh like it's not and I look at the league now and they're getting exposure and everyone's oh getting gosh, and and there's another team and I'm like I had to do so much I had to do so much but but that's not the point. That's not why I did it. So it's battling between what you're seeing. And that's the, 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 the love and the hate of social media. It's like, oh, wow, look, like a lot of, you know, women are getting uh, promoted. A lot of women are, you know, they're getting quote unquote, finally what they've been fighting for. And, you know, uh, now with the movements of Black Lives Matter, like, oh, finally, we're, you know, it, there's, there's a lot that's going on. But I think it's hard to be a human and not have a little bit of like, I don't, I hate the word resentment, but a little bit when you're like, man, I was out in the trenches, you know, I was out yes. doing this stuff. And now it just seems so like, oh, whoop-de-doo, like playing D1 was super hard to do and accomplish. And now either I'm surrounded by everyone that's fantastic or it's just a lot easier. I don't think I'm surrounded by a lot of people that are fantastic. <laughs> um, so, you know, and I, and I mean that, you know, with, in, the, in the nicest way, but I don't know, just like we were born around the same time, like that age group was tough. And um, I, I don't know, I, I, again, it's, it's change and in, in, in adapting, but I'm also speaking naively because I'm sure then, you know, decades before me, they felt the same, if they saw this now, they'd be like, mm -hmm. girl, she doesn't even know. Like we were the, we were the pioneers of the, you know, um, of uh, Villanova Wildcats. We started the program and now look where it is, you know, like, yeah. so it's just understanding that everyone has their hamster and dribble. Um, and um, it's just remembering why you do it, but it is tough. <laughs> it is, it is. And you make a great point because there's always something more you're striving to do. Like you're never done. And that is the hardest yeah. part. I know even for me, I've, I've actually made the decision. Like I'm done coaching. This is it for me. I'm not, I'm not staying involved oh, in coaching. This. I'm so oh my gosh. I know to focus more on the reporting side, but I kept, and, and my sisters were kind of ones that like woke me up to this. So like you keep saying, I just, I just kept on myself saying, all I need to do is this. I just need to get my players to do this. I just need to get this type of player. I just need to like, you're always same thing as a player. That's what, when I finally stepped away, I, I found myself realizing I was never going to get what I was seeking because it has to come from within. You're right. always, there's always something more you can do. So of course you have goals, you have ambition, you have aspirations, but you also have to be realistic and understanding when it is maybe time to pivot, when it is time to make that change. You know, yeah. when you've done all you really can do. And I, and I know I got to the point where I was like, you know what? 
for as, as much as I'd love to continue playing and seeing players like yourself. And, and now I see different players like Nicole Baxter, who I played with, who was younger than me that are still playing. And I yeah. see so many, so many women and even men that are still playing soccer. I'm like, gosh, did I step away too soon? It's like, no, because thing. yeah, everybody's journey is their own. And that is the hardest part to realize and accept that your timing is your timing. Yeah. That's tough. Also, Nicole Baxter's birthday is tomorrow. Shout out to Nicole Baxter. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, my, old, my old roomie. Um, such, but, yeah. such a small world in sports, how it, like. World, right? So crazy. Like, I met Nicole um, in high school. We went to high school together. You met her. That would have been through Sky Blue. No, uh, you, actually, you knew her before, Because right? she used to come to the facility where I work at uh, APTT, and um, she was doing stuff with FC Copa and I'll never forget one time she was speaking to me in the locker not the locker room in the weight room and she was asking if she should try to go overseas and, and my experience was and I was like I think you should I just think everyone should try and do it um and then that year we all started to get close and uh, then we ended up that you know she was trying out with Sky Blue in and out and then um we ended up rooming together uh for two years <laughs> Uh, and then now she's playing here and, um, yeah, that's how we got connected, but it, it's just so crazy. Like all of us are so connected in the weirdest of ways. And it's like, Oh, you know, so-and-so, how do you know so-and-so? And then, right? like, long, yeah. So, but it goes to show you, that's why, you know, it's like in this culture, you're never alone in it and people can always, you know, um, uh, mesh with you. Right. Uh, but I, I feel the same way too. I always say, you know, was it too soon? And should I go back? I always think about it. Like I had a dream last night that I was playing in Spain, but um, I forgot my cleats and then I couldn't run. So I was like, they were about to start the game and I just couldn't like, it was like, I'm like, come on, like, let's go legs. Uh, <laughs> the sign. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. It's like, you forgot your cleats. You forgot, you know, you're, you're now you can't run and now you got lost and I'm like this is so crazy but um it just goes to show you like there's a there's a, a poem uh that that I have always liked um and it's like again the the academic side of me uh it's by A.E. Uh, Houseman um or Houseman I don't know how to pronounce it but uh it was a it was called to an athlete dying young and I just mm loved it because I remember I think one of the quotes was runners whom renown outran the name died before the man so it was just saying that like the the game goes on and yeah. your name dies with the game but then you know but it but you they move on like right. as soon as you retire no one's like oh Rachel Brent you know it's done it's great yeah. like yeah. who's playing still Who's playing still? Who's on the national team right now? And I think that's why a lot of, you know, NFL, NBA, anybody, they kind of go through that hiatus of, you know, anxiety, depression, uh, what have you. One of my best friends that I play with, Sky Blue, is just now, um, uh, she's just retired this year and she is uh, working her, uh, you know, quote unquote, big girl job. And she texted me, she's like, I've, I've had so much anxiety the day before because I, I don't know what life is without soccer yeah. and that is, and I felt that because there every day I'm like, should I just go back? But 
it's do we is it do we want to go back because that's our vocation or do we want to go back because that's all we know and and that's when you have to you know have the it doesn't matter the daily the monthly chats um and you know again for me i would go back and play i would love to but i don't want to deal with the bs of the coaches and the players and and we have to do this with the league and we have to do this and we have to say this and we have to act this way um mainly because i'm not a conformist but two it's just like how many years can you do that of you know um i said this to a friend earlier today um because you know as a coach you you get criticized you know without a doubt all the time which is so fun and i said listen i love uh, uh, constructive feedback and feedback is all the time we get it every day so it's not that you know i personally cannot take it it's just about how how are you going to take it because you've been getting it your whole life hey do this better we need this we need you this way we need you to conform to this mm-hmm. we need you to do this and it's your whole life so it's understanding like is this the environment that i like is it healthy for me is it exactly it, used to it or am I just becoming accustomed to it is this even a norm you know um so it's a lot of things that that you have to kind of reflect and and figure out your niche and say you know what this I have done and I do not want to do it anymore you know or this I have I have done and I want to continue doing it I do enjoy it you know and and back to your point it's your time it's your it's your life you know it then and that's what the one thing that I think about social media is we are constantly so sucked in, like, oh, la, 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 la. But that's like 5 to 10% of somebody, you know? Yes. And they're yes. just choosing to promote that, you know? Like, people would think I live in California and I don't do anything. If they, if they were, like, <laughs> watching, really looking at my stuff, they're like, oh, she was just at Turks and Caicos. No, I wasn't. No, it's just a joke, you know? Like, uh, I'm over here in Manalpin, uh, New Jersey, <laughs> coaching. Right, like, I'm definitely not in Turks and Caicos. <laughs> yeah, not there. If I was there, we would definitely, I would probably be asleep, you know? Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's just a... Uh, just sticking to your morals and and your your foundation and what that means to you Mm -hmm. yeah it is hard it is hard in understanding and you know as you get older you do have to start to put yourself first and do what makes you happiest you know and and it shouldn't be like I know even part of my reason why I was still playing I find my found myself going back to what you said earlier it's because this person was still playing so if they're playing I can play you know let's you know and and you're again not doing it for the right reasons. And after a while, you will get to the point where you realize that your reasons why you don't want to play or the, or it's not, we're talking specifically for soccer, but this goes for anything. The reasons why you no longer want to continue in this chapter in this season is outweighs the reasons why you should stay, you know, and there's always that doubt. I mean, I look back on everything. That's part of life. You know, I now fully understand why those, those older, aunts and uncles and random people at like the family get togethers or that you'd randomly talk to that would say, Oh, back in my day, I totally get that because I, I find myself now telling players and, and kids like, Oh wait, man, if, if I had had this and if I had had that, you know, and it's not yep. even just on the sports side, but on, in everything, some of the technology and stuff like, I'm like, wow, oh, I can't even imagine if Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok were so popular when I was a kid. Like, I'm like, wow, I'm sound so old, but it's so well, true because I- always something changing (laughs) yeah oh i i 
I actually feel bad that the kids have that because I'm so you, glad we did not, by the way. Yeah. Do you imagine? I'm Ooh. so glad that we had dial up. I'm so Facebook glad that we was had- hard. Facebook and MySpace were hard enough. And like AIM, yeah. Zanga, all of that was hard enough. I could it's not like, handle it. I don't even know my top eight. Now people would have freaking anxiety if they're not on the top eight <laughs> or 16 or, yeah, it's, it's freaking crazy. Like I really, I, I, in my run today, I was thinking, man, Social media could be such a great thing because, or technology, I'll just say, because like, you know, it just depends on what you do with it. Like Mm -hmm. I could say, listen, I was having a tough day and this is what I did. Or, hey, check out this workout or, hey, this motivational quote or, hey, what a great podcast. And, you know, you get connected, like, like be right here, for example, I haven't seen you in a while, but we're connected and we go just right back onto it. So, you know, it could be great, but then these kids the amount of anxiety and depression granted we're in a pandemic and covid and all that stuff so they say that that has increased it but the fact that 60 to 70 percent of kids are suffering from depression and suicidal Mm. thoughts is insane that is that is and i've dealt with it as a coach like i have a couple kids that you know i've had to talk to the parents and talk to the kids and you know monitor and it's like how I, I can't relate. Like I, I can relate to anxiety and depression, sure, but I can't relate to a pandemic. I can't relate that no. at that age that that is what's happening. And 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 having the social media comparison and everyone just like the, I, I coach nine year olds and ten year olds, and the the amount of stuff that they know at that age is scary and not good. You know. Um, oh yeah. And terrifying. You adjust. It's yeah. It's bizarre. It's terrifying. It's bizarre. And now as a coach too you have to you have to be so careful like i'm not even allowed to be alone on a field with a kid because you know it's a he said she said everything's so pc even in the when you do your uh i forgot what it's called safe gate or sa- safe yeah uh, whatever it's like no 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 like no the safe like, sport oh my god safe sport that's what it <laughs> is yeah, a safe sport but it but it's like i understand it but i'm like to your quote back in my day it's like you can't just leave a kid unattended on a field no like, right right you, can't just, you know but like like we would have like our assistant coach drive us places like now it's like you shouldn't get in the car it's like everyone is everyone is dangerous everything mm-hmm. is fearful nothing is like it's crazy you know and i i just feel i don't know i, I it's it's a lot <laughs> It is a lot. It is a lot. And I'm definitely curious, you know, between coaching and the work that you do, what made you decide to get even in the sports psych side of things? Because there is obviously, as we're talking through anxiety, um, stressful situations, you know, dealing with so many nuances that are not even just soccer, sports related and soccer related, but even just the pressures from society, because I agree. I think that social media is a blessing and a curse because it allows you to stay connected. It allows you to keep up to date, but it also gives a false sense of reality of what people really are versus what they are not actually dealing with. So yeah. what made you decide to also pivot and expand beyond just coaching and, and working um, in the youth game to also be involved in sports psych? Yeah. Um, I did a, I did an article with, um, soccer girl probs and, and what I quoted was, uh, uh, Yogi Bear that I, he was talking about baseball, but you know, I said soccer is 90%, like 90% mental, but so are, like just sports, it's mm-hmm. mental. Um, and I learned that myself, you know, I relied on talent and I worked hard, but I, I didn't go, I didn't go extra. I think I, I don't, I, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't 
I don't know. I think now I'm just the craziest, hardest critic that I feel like I could have done more for sure. Uh, but that's just me now. Maybe, you know, if you asked me at that time, I thought I was just doing enough. Um, and that's what the times now, right? We're just yep. no enough. So what I did learn is that you have to be mentally fit, mentally fit. It, it, people that have that much confidence, uh, like McGregor, you know, or like, just like, or like Ronaldo's skin mm-hmm. to soccer. Like he said that, you know, uh, he enjoys Messi because Messi reminds him that he's number, that he is still number one. You know, he, just, he but he, he thinks he's number one. And, you know, that's that whole argument, Ronaldo versus Messi. But mm-hmm. in his mind, he's number one and he has always been number one. And he's number one, but he plays like he's number one. With that attitude and that grit and that tenacity and, and drive, that person's going to show up every day. They're not going to get beat on the field. They're not going to get beat off the field. They're not going to get outworked. They're just going to drive, 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 drive. And when you talk about like, you know, RIP Kobe, I loved Kobe's mentality that he understood so, so deeply that he had to be Kobe and then he had to be Black Mamba because Black Mamba had to create a different kind of aspect of sport where it's like, I'm going to do 400 shots before and after practice. I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m. and do these things and study the game. And like, if you don't have that mindset, when you play against fans that are going to boo against you, you have haters, you have flashing lights in your face, you have people that are all rooting against you. You have to have that thick skin and that relentlessness um, that his trainer talks about um, to, to, to follow through. If you don't, you won't survive. And for me, I want to, I, I needed to go through that. I went through it. And now I, I, I have tougher skin in that aspect. Uh, still sensitive as anything with, with other things. <laughs> I'm like, no, you don't love me. What? Um, <laughs> but, um, but when it comes to sport, that's a controllable. It's like mm-hmm. how you react to something and, and your effort towards it. Because that's what life is. It's just reaction. It's improv. Hey, this happened to me. How am I going to respond to it? And you can play the woe is me card for as long as you'd like, but it doesn't get you anywhere. You know, you have to make sure that you put your foot down and you say, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this the way that I know how and, and all the odds can be against me, but I will still be number one, you know? And, and if you look at anything in history, you know, even going from religion to to not to those people that have that mentality don't lose um because they do it for themselves they do it for their self um and they do it for their psyche and they end up end up having a healthier mindset versus what we were saying like we want to prove it to others when you just got to prove it to yourself and when you do that then you're set like you're you can go to bed with your head on the pillow all good you know Mm -hmm. um and I just really like, I, I'm a psych and English major. So to understand how much that affects you um, and a person that has been through, uh, has suffered from anxiety, which is, has been very new, it was very interesting. But when I feed the fears, that's when that stuff happens. When I feed myself with facts mm-hmm. and with confidence, you could do anything. You think that your mind and your, uh, well, we think that our mind is separate and, and they, it controls us, but we control our mind. We just have to, be, we just have to exercise that muscle, which is what it is. The brain is a muscle. Um, so that has helped me as a person, has helped me as a coach, has helped me as an athlete. And 
uh, as a mentor, you know, um, can always drop a little bit of knowledge to the kids uh, or adults that I train and they're like, you know, you're not wrong. <laughs> so it's a choice, you know, do right. you want to live with the story that you're saying to yourself that you've already chosen or are you going to rewrite the narrative? Um, and that's up to you. It's funny you say all that because that's one of the best things that soccer has taught me is yeah. the, the fact that we really can control so much by just changing our perspective and our mindset. That's you know, it. If, if you go into everything with that, what was me defeated mentality or ready to give up or ready to let any feel like understand that failure is not permanent and setbacks don't have to define you, you know, and then, and then even that piece, as you mentioned, the validation is something that, you know, as a, as an athlete, you have to learn to have that self-confidence. And it's the same thing in life, because if you are seeking, you know, just the rewards and compliments and you're fishing for compliments in that sense and seeking validation from other people, you'll never be happy. You'll always be chasing something that's not there. So right. the, the guinea pig and, and that I, I actually use that too, as a rabbit is my animal of like, you're always <laughs> like, find your rabbit of someone you're always chasing, but it's also yeah. got to be chasing to be a better you, not like just trying to, you're not trying to be someone else. You're not trying to do and, and copy what other people are doing or anything like that. You're trying to learn from everybody, but being your best self, because that is when right. I do feel like mentally you do have that shift. And I'm not going to act like every day is easy. There's, especially in this pandemic, there's been a lot of stressful days where I'm like, oh, all right. Oh. <laughs> just one of them days um, but, I, but I I love the things that you're saying so I, my last question before we wrap up I know we went over but hey conversation's good you got to keep it going um what are in your experiences you know you've played professional soccer you've gone through and and you talk about being in the trenches you know back where where professional soccer was when we first got started to where it is today and where women's sports have evolved to today and and so much in society has changed what is one thing that you have learned through all of these changes and evolutions about yourself um that you would that you would share with someone else i know there's many things but what's one thing that jumps out at you that you would want to share um i would share that I would say, remember your why, you know, um, I think we get lost, whether it's your success or downfall or an up and hill, up and downhill battle, or, you know, it oscillates and we're, we're thinking that result means a win in the game or, you know, whatever, but a result and, and success is that, uh, is that you remain humble and that you remember why you do it. You know, the reason that I started playing soccer was because of my dad and mm. um, he was awesome at playing. And I just loved the way that he moved and what he could do with the ball and the creativity. Um, once I started to see that kid die, that's when I realized I haven't checked in on my why. And um, that's something that I think I got out of all of it is that I have to do a lot more checking in and making sure that I'm true to myself, keeping the narrative and understanding that everything is for my good, no matter what it's for my good. It's for, it's either for a lesson, a pattern to be broken. It's for growth. You know, adversity is your friend. It's your ally, not your enemy. And um, just to remember 
why you do it? You know, wh- why do you wake up in the morning? You know, um, you don't have to go through an existential crisis and say it's meaningless. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, you know, it just has to be meaningful to you, to you and to no one else. Um, and uh, if, if you can wake up every day doing that, then I think then you actually do wake up more of a champion than someone with a trophy or 90 minutes under your belt. Yeah. Uh, we're like the same person. It's funny. Cause I, I feel like I, I find myself telling people that all the time, you know, understanding yeah. like why you got started, who you were when you got started, where you're trying to go, where you are now, like being able to take that time to reflect on your why does a lie to just kind of think through um, the, the basic principles of what got you started in the first place. You know, what is, what is it that motivates and drives you? So Rach, I really appreciate you coming on and joining us. Where can people follow you to keep up with more content that you've got going on and, and following the work that you're doing? It seems like you are, um, by no surprise, continue to do great things and, and, and sharing some really great messages that need to be heard more. And even the work you're doing as a videographer. So go ahead and plug away. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, everything is Rachie Brett, R-A-C-H-I-E-B-R-E-T. Rachie Brett, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Whoa! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I haven't really been doing it as much. Um, I, I can't, I, you, you just can't find me doing the trends of the random hand movements, but um, there's, there's, there's some things going on there. I don't know what they are, but it's, it's happening, but um, follow me on my journey as I try to figure out it myself. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. I see kids all the time. I, and again, I sound old even saying that, but I do see kids all the time anywhere with their phone propped up doing TikToks. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am officially an old a person. So an old yeah, person, no, it's crazy. So. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm like, literally, like, what are you doing? Wave, something's in my pocket. I'm like, do you guys have to go to the bathroom or what's happening? You know, <laughs> trying to teach you something and you're just shaking your body. I'm not really sure what's happening. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Between that and Fortnite dances, oh, kids my don't God. know how to stand still. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. They're like, you don't know how to dance. I'm like, not like that. Well, that's the other thing I find really funny. And this, this is my, be my last point is I always find myself like, oh, this is how you're dancing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I definitely have heard my parents, my, my aunts and uncles, like whoever said that to me when I was younger of like, this is the music today. This is how you're yeah. dancing today. Yeah. But I feel that yeah. all the way. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for joining me. It's been fun taking this, this trip down memory lane, reflecting on how old we're getting, uh, looking back on the growth of the game again. We, you know, I, it's, it's a lot different for us as former female athletes to have seen the, the growth and the evolution from the inside out yeah. kind of. So I really appreciate yeah. you taking time to join me and talk about it. And I'm excited to see what's next for you as you continue growing in your career. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And, uh, Anything you need, you know you have a friend in me. Aw, thank you. Thank you. What's going on, man? It's Mr. Newbreed now. You checking in right now to Beyond the Headlines. You know that intro at the beginning of the song? That's me. <laughs> I just wanted to come through and let you know what's up. But back to my good sis, Renee Washington. You already know what's going on. For sure. 
Rachel Breton, guys, she played for Villanova and Rutgers in college. She played professional soccer with the Washington Spirit, with Sky Blue, who's now known as New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC, in the NWSL. A, like I said, a friend of mine, former teammate of mine, and someone that, as you can hear, has a great outlook and perspective. But she said so many things that I really agree with and that resonate with me of understanding your why, your purpose. Also understanding your journey is yours. The, the time things happen, how things happen, it may be different for you. It will be different, not may. It will be different for you compared to other people. And that's okay. That's how it's supposed to be. You know, so we do have to, as people, aside from just as athletes, but even in life in general and society, get out of the habit of comparing ourselves. I am so guilty of this myself. So pot calling the kettle black. But it's an everyday struggle and process of trying to be better at having the right approach. So I hope you guys go into this week with the right approach and focus less on what others are doing and more on what you're doing. You know, something that I always like to do and just take that time to reflect, whether it's writing things out, talking things out, praying, depending on what your faith is. But taking that time to take a step back and really be appreciative of how much you've grown, learned, achieved, what you've done, where you are in life. Because at the end of the day, if you're breathing, you've got something to be thankful for, right? If you're alive, if you can see, if you can hear me speaking, if you have, you know, your loved ones around you, there's always something to be thankful for. And we have to celebrate those small victories as we continue to progress. So I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week. As always, hit that subscribe button to keep up with the show each and every week on Fox Sports Radio, 96.9 FM, 1340 AM, across all streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Play, you name it, we're there. And then, of course, you can follow us on social media. Renee P. Wash on Twitter, Renee P. Washington on Instagram, Facebook. I am not on TikTok. One day, though. One day. Not today, but one day. And keep up with the show. Have a good one, and I'll see you guys next time. Only on Beyond the Headlines. This is Beyond the Headlines. <laughs> Only on Beyond the Headlines. This is Beyond the Headlines. <laughs> Only on Beyond the Headlines. This is Beyond the Headlines. With Renee Washington.